you know, the, the man, king of playlists, the, the king of playlists, the king of music. <laughs> if I ever need music, that's the guy I'm going to. So we're going to talk playlists with him. Um, let's jump into finances, man. Speaking of phones and, and it cracking and me having insurance and everything and not buying another iPhone, let's talk about finances. Ralph, man, what do you think about it with credit and everything like that? All right, well, I'll even tell you about my whole like college experience. Um, I'm, I was that type of dude that, look, if you're going to be at the student center at our school and I'm a first-year freshman, in college and I see that there's a free t-shirt I'm going to apply for that credit card and the the sad thing about that is that my cousin Ron he um, he was in debt for quite a while and I remember him telling me like when he was 27 I think I was 18 at the time he was saying look you need to use your credit card but remember try to pay it in full because don't be like me and end up in debt and I was like I basically ignored that advice. I saw that I had like a $5,000 credit limit and I was basically buying what I wanted. But it was more like, you know what, I'll buy 300, I'll pay it off. And it's kind of a trick because you end up seeing something else you want and then your needs get more. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting into a hole and then you start feeling yourself and buying these things and then all of a sudden you have $2,000 worth of a credit card bill and you're only paying a minimum payment of $14. Mm. And then eventually you get another credit card and then the same thing happens and then it repeats. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you're me and you're 25 years old and all of a sudden you have like $16,000 worth of credit card. Wow. So. Um, I think my first mistake was doing that and not being able to pay it in full because I always thought I had money on hand, but it really wasn't money. It was always borrowed money. Uh, but the unfortunate thing of that was I kind of neglected those numbers and I kind of paid the minimum of all the balances. And next thing you know, when I started to pay attention on it, I realized that the minimum payments that I were making still the balances were all getting higher year after year. So I, I knew that something had to give. So fuck, uh, luckily I was able to meet up with a financial advisor and she completely changed my whole process of everything. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, living below your means. And I think a lot of people try to spend some, some money um, they like to see good, nice things, and, and they see other people have nice things, but they don't have the cash for it. So my first suggestion on anything is um, always be aware of how much money you make and how much money you're spending because that's that's really the ultimate the ultimate uh, equation when it comes to saving money and being aware of your your financial responsibilities. Now, in terms of credits, uh, just just try to make sure that if you have the cash to buy something. Um, then you, you be able to pay it off. See, for me, I had to live really bootleg for a, a good two years, like saying that I, I, I had to pretty much psych myself out that even though I was making a lot of money, I still had to psych myself out as if I was making $50 a week for gas, for food, for entertainment. And basically, I just shedded all my debt. I took the uh, the one with the highest interest rate, paid that off, and got it to a point where I, I kind of went to the creditors and said, you know what, I have $800. I know that my thing is $1,600. I can pay it off now, and this is all I can do. And they were listening to me. And then two years' time, I was able to get into uh, having $0. And $0 is better than negative credit card uh, balances do. But... The rough thing about credit is that it's it's basically everything in America. It's basically your history of your financial responsibility. And if you don't have any credit, then they're not going to be able to uh, have any any 
belief that you could you have the ability to pay for big things such as a car a house and Chad and I we're, we're both 30 years old we're trying to move forward with our lives and that's usually the big thing we don't want to be renting in somebody's basement we don't I certainly we wouldn't want to be living with our parents so these are the things that you have to think about so at a point, I want you to avoid credit cards at all costs, but also at the same time, it's a necessary evil for you to uh, move forward as you get older and older. So my suggestion to anybody that's um, not really credit card savvy, financial savvy, uh, spend below your means um, and make sure that you uh, understand what you're doing and you're aware of every transaction as well as using your credit card, but using your credit card wisely, using your credit card to build your credit. And what I mean by that is buy little things here and there, maybe some groceries, maybe some gas for the for the week, and then at, at the end of the month, pay it all in full. Pay it all in full, and then you'll never be in credit card debt. Don't start feeling yourself and then buying, I don't know, a MacBook Pro, an iPhone 4, you know, all those crazy things, and then all of a sudden you have $3,000 debt, and then you figure that you can pay it off all within, I don't know, two years. Not a good strategy. If you have the cash, pay it all in full. Do you have a uh, similar experience? Yes, I do. <clears throat> I was young, just like you, and naive as you were. Uh, my parents uh, taught me, or told me, I should say, about credit and credit card debt, and then to be aware of it. And I was basically aware of the credit and the credit card debt up until I was about mm, 22. And that was when I applied for a credit card they didn't get the free t-shirt as a lot of college students did but I did apply for a credit card and and a student credit card at that and I thought that that was it I thought that I was gonna be able to hold on to the credit and only spend it what I needed to guess what I needed to buy shoes I needed to buy a jacket I needed to take a girl out to lunch I needed to do this and next thing I know my credit has ballooned to ten thousand mm. dollars and what really got me was I was paying the minimum but my credit card debt didn't go away. And I realized that there's something called an interest rate. Interest rate. Interest rate, yeah. And the fine print. Yeah, the fine print, as they would say. And it was 29% for me. And then all of a sudden... Oh, oh. that's painful. <laughs> wow. And all of a sudden, it went to 32%. And I was like, why did it go to 32%? You know why? Because I had a late payment. And next thing I know... I'm unable to pay off this debt, and I'm I'm con continuously paying a hundred dollars a month, one hundred and twenty dollars a month, and and my credit's not going anywhere. My debt is not going anywhere. So I realized that I need to start paying off the debt. And what I realized is that I need to start living below means, like Ralph said. You just have to be able to live below means. You have to be able to to ask yourself the question when you go into the store, should I be buying this? Is this something that I really need in my life right now? Do I really need a new pair of shoes right now? Do I really need this jacket right now? And if the answer is no, then don't buy it. But if you have the cash on hand to buy it, then go ahead and buy it. And if you don't have the cash on hand to buy it, maybe you shouldn't be using your credit card. Maybe you shouldn't be buying it at all. Maybe you should just say, forget about it. Let me get a better job. Um, definitely be aware of your spending habits. Just definitely know what you're going to get yourself into. Is it okay for you to go to Uno's and buy pizza with your credit card? You think about that one. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, on, the, on the flip side of things, on the flip side of things, you definitely need to build your credit. Um, I've gotten to the point where I established my credit and um, you know I'm, I'm currently debt free. 
and my credit card scores is fairly well to the point where I can get uh, a loan if I needed to or a good credit card if I needed to um, and like I said if I needed to so currently I really don't need to but if I do need to like buy a home or something like that uh, my credit my credit score is pretty good and I can do that uh, but as as of right now, credit has gotten to the point where uh, if you're renting a home, they check your credit. If you're at a job, sometimes now they're checking your credit. So if you don't have credit or if you have a bad credit score, you might not be able to get a job because of your bad credit. You know, jobs don't want creditors calling up the job looking for you and, and trying to figure out where you go and, and how much you make and see if you can pay it. They don't want that. They don't want that. So make sure your credit is in check. You want to build your credit. And if you are going to get a good credit card, make sure you get a credit card with rewards. And if you're going to spend those, make sure you get a, a credit card that's going to fulfill your needs with the rewards. So that, that's just my tips. And that's, that's what I have learned. Um, in, in, in dealing with debt and getting credit and all, all of that stuff and um, you know I'm happy to pass that along just like my parents were happy to pass it along but I didn't learn this the only way I learned this was through mistakes and everyone's gonna make mistakes but when it comes to credit please try to minimize your mistakes word word and I'll say that to any young person coming up um, luckily at the age of 30 I'm, I finally have been able to be approved in terms of my credit to be approved for to get a house and congratulations whew, wow thank you but just thinking about 28 man that just was not the story no. I was on to come up living in somebody's room and you know I wouldn't want anybody to go through that and, and learn the hard way when you could just really build your credit and be able to be debt free all your life because that's a lot of sleepless nights when people are calling you and, and debt collectors trying to get their money it's not it's not a good thing but let me ask you a question Ralph what, what have you been putting on credit have you been putting um, shoes no, I don't. I buy two 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 dollars and fifty cent old navy flip flops that I've been having for two years. Have so you been I'm, taking people out to the movies with your credit? No, I have a wife now, and we we just basically uh, what I do. Redbox, man, a dollar. Nice. I rip it. Yes. Play it on my iPad. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. What about what about music? Do you buy music? Um, which I mean, no comment. <laughs> but I, I get a Dropbox from an unnamed source. But no, I wouldn't buy that. But if I do like the artists, I know that people are very sensitive about not supporting the artists. How could I not support the artists when I put people on to artists that they've never heard of and I go to their shows? I think that's support enough. I agree with that. And speaking about music, how about those playlists, Ralph? What do you want to know about the playlist? I mean, I am, I am a fan of music. Um, I like to set my playlists up for the type of mood that I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, I do have, I, I don't have a lot of playlists. I have a couple of playlists. One of my playlists is I'm a Jay-Z fan. I have a Jay-Z playlist. Mm -hmm. So that, that, you know, that works for me. Then I have a, a get in the mood with my, my, my lady playlist. So I have a slow down playlist. And then I, I like to work out to music and I have a workout playlist. But for me, playlist just, it's just too, so time consuming. It, it, I sit down there and then, and I try to put a good playlist together and then you get a couple of songs on your playlist it's like, uh, duh, why did I put it on there? Um, but then you wrote something in, in one of your, uh, your, your blog postings, um, 44, Pino 40, what is it, 44? What? Pino44.com? Pino44.com, yep. yep. And one of your blog postings, I, I read about playlists, and and they got me interested in trying to go ahead and create good playlists. Can can you elaborate on that and what you said? All right. Well, basically the way I look at it is everyone has a library of music, right? And 
The way I look at playlists is it's just the sequence of that library, whether it includes some songs or whether it doesn't include songs, but that's basically what it is. It's a sequence. And I know that um, from my experiences of just going to like parties or just random things where people have their iPods on shuffle, they have upwards of 2,000 songs, but there's like no rhyme or reason of why they're playing those songs. And ultimately what happens is people start fighting, they go, I don't like this song, I'm going to skip it. It loses the continuity and the feel of the party. Whereas you think of a DJ who kind of understands what the crowd likes, and they play these songs and then they have that memorable night where they go, they're talking about the DJ and how they made them feel a certain way, whether they took them back in time or really placed emphasis on that particular moment. So with my playlist, I always try to recreate those types of feelings that I felt maybe when I was at a club 10 years ago when I was still out there and listening to, to music incessantly. Um, so basically what I do is I, I set it up in different types of uh, not even genres, but feelings. So um, I have one playlist where uh, I just listen to running, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a up-tempo song. It's it's something that maybe I, I think of a certain thing that puts me on it, and, and I, I put that on that playlist. Or I think about all these old-school rap songs of the 1990s. So then I make a playlist like that where it only entails rap music that came out from 1990 to 1999. And then you just kind of have that feeling of like, oh, this is a 90s song, instead of it just being all over the place. Or if I think about somebody like Jay-Z, you said you had a Jay-Z playlist. I do, I do it one better, and, and I have a, a Jay-Z summer playlist where all the songs that he's ever came out in the summer, not necessarily all of them, but all the ones that everyone I know would be able to sing along, I put it on. And then it, 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 it has like that, that recall that music is like the only thing that, that really has that where they go, oh, I remember what I was doing when I heard that song. But I guess it's just, it's, it's a never ending process. It's not really fun. But I don't look at it that way because I kind of have it ingrained in my head. I kind of just do it 10 minutes a day. And especially when I get new albums, um, it's really simple. What I do is I already have a whole bunch of playlists. I probably have about 300 or 400 playlists in my, uh, on my computer. And what I do is if a new album comes out, I go, I think of it this way. Is first I go, I make a playlist of the album. And I go, okay, I don't like this song. So that's never going to be on any type of playlist. This song might be on a good playlist. This song might be on another playlist. And what I do is, okay, so since it's the summer of 2011, if this song is worthy for a playlist on summer 2011, I'm going to drag it there. If this feels like this is a good song because it's a good voice, I put it in my voice playlist. If it's something that's good instrumentation, then it might go in there. And that's how I kind of work it. So I first I trim the fat and then I move it to whatever appropriate playlist it is. And then you just keep compounding that with new albums. So if I think of like um, Eminem and Royce the Five Nine, their album's coming out tomorrow. So I'm going to put it in my unwrappable playlist, which is uh, anyone who displays lyrical deafness and is able to make it in a way where it doesn't sound like trash, which is the, the dominant sound of hip-hop now. 
But if it's something that's lyrically uh, worthy of putting on that playlist, I'll put it on there. If it's worthy of being on a summer 2011 playlist, I'll put it on there. If it's worthy of being on an Eminem playlist, I'll put it on there. And then you kind of just work it like that. And of course, you don't put the songs that you don't like. So it's really simple. It's, I mean, it's, it's a very simple formula, but it's also time-consuming. And that, I think that's what turns people off. But at the same time, you don't want to be in your car skipping every single song, which I don't do. And that's, that's basically my, my whole part take on playlists. Does that sound hard? <laughs> did, um, it, did it make sense, though? It, it makes absolute sense. And, and I, it's just like everything else. It does take time for it to be perfected. Um, it does take time for you to put something together and find your own method of doing things. But I like the point of you saying that it, it has to have a feeling in the playlist. You can't just put together a playlist and say to yourself, um, I like all these Jay-Z songs, so here, bam, here it is. Nah, that's not my, how my Jay-Z playlist is put together. I do, there's some sort of theme that goes along with that Jay-Z playlist. Because there are some songs where you're in the mood of saying, oh, I want to listen to that good hardcore Jay-Z. Or I want to listen to that good uh, commercialized Jay-Z. And my list is, is broken into commercialized and in a hardcore. It could go in more depth if I put more time into the, to it. And, and it can. And But it's it's all about the feeling that's there. You want to be able to grasp the feeling of, of a playlist. And you want it to feel like it's as seamless as possible. So when you're listening to it, you don't want to go, okay... I'm gonna switch that song because it doesn't fit the playlist. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the mood that I'm in right now when I'm listening to this playlist. And, and and I think that's what it comes down to, having a great feeling and of course putting time into it. And that's that comes with everything else. Right. Well, I mean if you have any questions, you could always email me at Ralph is writing at Pino44.com for all your writing and of course your music and your playlist needs. We got any other topics this week or is that it? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if they have anything, anything they want to ask us, any any questions they want to ask us, they could hit you up at the email address that you just referred to. Right. And if they have any questions they want to ask me, they can hit me up at C Marchung. That's M A R C H O N G at hotmail dot com. And and if you want to hear more about this, just just hit us up. We'll let you know. All right. This concludes the forty forecast for this week for Chad Marchung, Ralph Pino forty four for Nolis. We sign out. Peace. Later, guy, 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 guy.